My friends all told me, don't move to Hollywood. There are all weirdos out there. They're stupid. They're self-absorbed. They're fake, etc., etc. All the usual stereotypes. Well, it was either that or Florida, and I'm not going to die in Florida with a bunch of mosquitoes and hurricanes. Besides, I told them, I was moving to Silver Lake, you know. It's not like the rest of Hollywood, the rest of Los Angeles. So, I moved here anyway a couple years ago, and I did not regret it one bit. I met so many interesting people, all kinds. And the young people, they were the best. So many young people out here just trying to make it, doing what they can. Literally a bunch of starving artists. Cook them a meal and they will spend all kinds of time with you. It was really refreshing for an old codger like myself. I'm sorry, can you repeat that? So the stereotypes did not really hold. I didn't say that. I mean, I haven't finished my story yet. What kind of interview is this if I can't finish my story? Sorry, sorry. Please go on. Huh? Can you repeat that? In case you haven't noticed, I'm hard of hearing. Sorry, please go on. Huh? You're ruining the interview. This is my big moment, you know. Anyway, so where was I? Oh, yes. This place was great. Great, that is, until the pandemic hit. I mean, I had developed sort of a reputation around L.A., you know, among the artists the starving ones. Go visit the old man and he'll cook you a meal. I think my neighbors probably thought I was a drug dealer. All the young people coming in and out of this place. But anyhow, so the pandemic hits and I had to shut down. I had to turn people away. But they kept coming, asking for a meal seeing if I would slide it on the porch for them. And the worst part was, none of them were wearing any masks. I mean, I'm 83, in the strike zone of this goddamn thing, and these bastards were coming up to my house, banging on my door, trying to yell into my house without any masks. Like a bunch of zombies. Totally, totally inconsiderate. So, I needed something. Something to fend them off. Something to send a message. So, I read online about these social distancing sticks. They came in different sizes and shapes. You use them to enforce the social distancing. I mean, they're not just for fighting off people trying to break into your house for food. They're also good for when you buy food, go out into the community. I mean, 
There are so many people out there just not respecting the rules. So I order one. You know what they sent me? For $70, you know what they sent me? A shovel. I order again, thinking maybe I hit the wrong button. Guess what I get? Another shovel. Order again. Spading fork. Order again. Shovel. I used to own a gardening store. I think I know when I'm being sent overpriced gardening tools. I'm no dummy. How do you think I retired to Silver Lake? So, I'd been dating this guy on and off in February for like a month, and I felt like this time was different. This guy was the one. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I've dated a lot of guys, so... I can tell when they're marriage material, and he definitely fit the bill. I mean, I was so convinced that I moved all my stuff out of my apartment onto his driveway. And I was like, here I am. Here I am. This is meant to be. You need to make a choice right now. And he's like this scientist kind of guy. Very left brain. So, of course, he freaked out. He just freaked out. But I kind of talked him down. You know, like... Before you know it, he was calm, and we were living together. So anyway, the virus hits, you know, the coronavirus, and we all of a sudden got locked up together, which is fine, because part of the attraction was this physical animal kind of thing, you know? You know, uh, you can probably imagine, I mean, but we spent a lot of time, I don't know, can I say the word Can I say No? Anyway, so we spent a lot of time together. Let's just put it that way. But we live in this driveway of townhomes. I mean, it's like a driveway, and these townhomes are on both sides. And the people that live there, they don't, they like, they don't care. They don't wear masks. They don't follow the rules. They just, they don't care. So anytime we're, like, waking up with a sore throat or, like, a cough or, like, a runny nose or anything like that, we're like, oh, my God, I think I caught coronavirus. Anyway, so one morning, I just start throwing up. I mean, it's everywhere. I've thrown up all over myself, all over the living room, the bedroom, the bathroom. And so he is like freaking out. And he's like, we have to get you tested. We have to find out if you've got it, if you've got coronavirus. Only there's no way to get tested. No one's, no one's got the test. I mean, we could get the test if we went to like a doctor's office or like a hospital or like one of those drive through things. But like, who wants to do that? Because like, what if you don't have it and then you go there and you get it because you went there or something? I mean, like, that's like totally upsetting. Anyway, we find this app that's been, you know, been out there for a little bit and it says, hey, we've got your test. And you'll know within 15 minutes. So we ordered the test. I mean, like, we don't just order the test. We ordered, like, six of these tests because the science guy, you know, the one I'm dating who, you know, doesn't want me to say his name, he's like, we have to be absolutely sure. These tests could have a high error rate. Anyway, so we get the test. And you have to pee on it. Can I say that? Can I say pee? I can say pee. Okay. So I'm like standing there, open it up, and then I pee on it. And it comes back positive. I've got coronavirus. I pee on another one. 
I've got coronavirus. I pee on another and another and another. All of them say coronavirus. At this point, we're like in hysteria. You know, he's talking about this whole moving in thing was a bad idea and how he talked to his mother about it and how she like told him like this was horrible. It was a terrible idea. And I'm like, how can you say something like that? I've got coronavirus. And we're both just going nuts. Anyway, after we calm down just like a little bit, he takes me to the hospital and he drops me off. He may as well have thrown me out of the car. He refuses to come in. What a f And it turns out I don't have coronavirus. I'm just pregnant. I got home really late and was just exhausted. Kind of like the exhaustion where you just don't care. And all I wanted was some milk. I mean, I don't know why, but that was all I wanted. Milk. And nothing was open. So I checked out this app my friend told me about and ordered some milk. They said they'd be there in like 15 minutes or something like that. It was kind of expensive, but like I said, nothing was open. So I ordered the milk, and like 10 minutes later, there's this knock on my door. I peek outside, and there's this delivery guy standing like 10 feet from my door, mask and all. So I figured he's doing the whole social distancing thing, and I open the door. I go out there, and it's literally just this scrawny-looking dude just standing there, but no delivery or anything. I go, are you here for the milk? He says, yes. I go, where's the milk? He goes, you got no milk. And so I'm confused, like, what is this guy talking about? I ordered milk. So I say to him, what do you mean I got no milk? I, I ordered milk. And he's like, you got no milk. It's part of the app. I'm like, what do you mean it's part of the app? I ordered milk. He's like, you got the no milk. At this point, I'm like, and I can't believe I said it, but it, I just blurted it out. Motherfucker, you better give me my milk or I am going to beat your ass. And he doesn't do anything, just stands there, silent. At this point, I'm like, so confused. Like, is this guy messing with me? Is he even with the delivery company? Like, what is going on here? Finally, he says real calmly, I need to give you your receipt. And I'm like, receipt? For what? For not getting any milk? And he says, but before I give you the receipt, I wanted to know if you wanted to add any tip. Stories like these were common. People ordering one thing but getting another, expecting one thing but getting something else, and the number of people getting the no milk or no soap or no toilet paper option was staggering. Silver Lake was under siege, not from a virus, but from a scam artist. The thing is, though, if you tick off the wrong person, especially during a pandemic, something will happen. At 1 p.m. on a Wednesday, a military drone in the shape of a tilt-rotor aircraft launched two Hydra 70 unguided rockets into a Silver Lake home. This was according to several eyewitnesses. However, when contacted about the incident, the U.S. military denied any aircraft in the vicinity, and fire department records indicated a gas explosion with no deaths or injuries. The home sat near one of Silver Lake's most famous secret staircases and has since been mysteriously fenced off. Either way, whether by military intervention or just dumb luck, the scamming stopped. I saw it myself. They found her.
Was there a body being removed from the rubble or something like that? Well, I never saw her, but I saw a piece of her. Here. I even saved it. Oliver takes out a tuft of hair. But you never saw, like, an actual body or anything. How can you see someone who got blown to pieces, huh? Explain that to me. David and Sarah had similar accounts. They each had souvenirs claimed from the rubble. David showed me a shoe torn in half, Sarah a jean pocket. Numerous other witnesses recorded the same thing. No dead body, but all were able to produce some piece of evidence pointing to the demise of Angelitas Mixalius. So, uh, what happened there? Oh, you know, this is a common reaction I've seen in the past. You know, people just don't understand sometimes when you're trying to help. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Um, I guess what I'm getting at is that uh, <laughs> I thought that you were blown to pieces. <laughs> oh, no, 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 not me. Deal in one piece. Fighting the good fight. <laughs> yeah, okay. Did you did you even know there was an explosion? Oh yeah. I knew about it before it even happened. Oh really? Okay. Do you wanna tell us more about that? Like elaborate on that? Hmm. I'm afraid this line of questioning is going to get you a very short interview. Um can we talk about something else? Okay, yeah, sure. Um, well, uh, dare I ask, um, how is the, how's the nonprofit going? Oh, of course. Well, we had to suspend operations for the safety of the employees, and um, the effects of the virus were, you know, spreading too quickly through the community. Right, okay. Um... So, what are your what are the next steps? What are what's what's on, what's the plan? Mm, yeah, well, I have to move on. We're uh, relocating, so to speak. Oh, so you're leaving Silver Lake? Yeah. Oh, okay. Not sure how I feel about that. I mean, um, hmm, sounds like it's good for all parties involved, but uh, in a weird way. <laughs> I kind of feel a little sad to see you go. I can't believe I'm saying oh. that. Oh, don't be sad. It's all just part of life. Change. I've been through this kind of thing before. It's like a rebirth. I, I, I'm very into that these days. Rebirth, okay. Yeah. When you're a modern businesswoman, you just have to reinvent yourself to make it in this Right, right. Okay, well, thank you for uh, being on our show. And, um, I mean, I don't feel quite right wishing you the best of luck, but... Um, oh, it's okay. I'll be back someday. But in the meantime, it's been a pleasure. Okay. Well, there you have it. Um, goodbye, Angelitas. That was Angelitas Mixalius, Silver Lake fugitive, and um, I think I can safely say future convicted felon. <laughs> we'll see about that. Oh, sorry about Yeah, I did not know that you were still there. 
Oh, you're here. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, goodbye.